0: so much for being here. Um, This is episode one of the fall um, semester of our first year. This podcast is meant to be a peer-to-peer discussion um, about how you as students really help your other peers navigate what it takes to get from your first year of college to graduation. Um, Because recognize that takes a lot of work and it doesn't look the same for everybody here, depending on identities that we hold, barriers that we might have, or even what our certain joys are in our work here, um, getting from day one to day end um, can be different. Um, so we really appreciate um, the conversation we've had during our first year. Um, today, we wanted to talk about what it means and what resources that um, you have found to be a first um, generation student here. Mm-hmm. Um, just to put some like terms out there, first generation student is, terms are used for you are the first in your family to go to college. Um, We use it as a term, but it's very, that's kind of, it's like go-to meaning, but it can also mean like you are in college, but you are by yourself. Maybe your family doesn't speak to you. You've lost contact, anything like that. Either way, first generation often often means you are the first first in your family and you're navigating this by yourself. Um, So, or at least with Um, experiences. You were the first to go through it. So what we want to talk a bit about today, we have two wonderful students here with us. Um, And I think to use the first question as intros, I'd love you both to tell us a bit about about your story. Um, What has your story been like and what led you to where you're at today? Oh,
1: great. So um, (laughs) for starters, my name is Elizabeth Brazos-Vasquez and I am a first generation Mexican-American, Latina woman in college right now. I am currently an English major with a minor in literature and a little bit about my story. So I'm originally from Las Vegas, so I am a long way from home and the transition from being in high school to being in college was a very difficult one for me just because navigating the the, the college application process was so difficult for me. I didn't have that person to look up to for guidance. I didn't have anybody really to go to besides my school counselors. And even then, all the personal questions that I had about college, you know, what college was going to be like for me, what how do how do I as a person or how do how do I as myself Really choose where to go. How do I, how am I going to navigate it? I had nobody really there for me. It was a very lonely experience. Um, Trying to figure out what college to go to. How do I figure out financial stuff? I know one of the biggest issues that I had being um, a first generation student was that my parents are undocumented. Mm -hmm. And so the FASPA was such, how would I put this, it was something so difficult for me to just tackle by myself. And you also get that, like, I also saw that fear in my parents that, you know, their information was gonna be kind of um, put out there and it wasn't, it wasn't safe to do it. And so they kind of like also not in a way, in a way held me back from submitting college applications, but in a way, they also encouraged me to, you know, pursue a higher education because even though it's a really harsh reality to face, that was the only way that I could make it as a woman in America to have this higher education, to hold this degree, because that was the only way that I could have financial stability in my future and maybe be able to grant financial stability to my parents as well. You know, they came to this country to... They came to this country to build a home, to build a life out of nothing. And so it, it kind of fell onto me to allow, allow their story to be told through myself, both as a person, as a student, and, and as a woman in America.
2: I'm just tearing up because <laughs> I, I, I relate so much. Yeah. Um, parents are also undocumented Mm -hmm. i was born in honduras um i came here when i was four years old um and and tackling that whole process was so um it was like a struggle between your passion and Mm -hmm. and and your mind of of the weight of you know my parents are are doing all these things but or my family's doing all of these things whatever whoever was that um person for you, but you were really left out in the cold when it came to FAFSA, when it came to submitting applications, Mm -hmm. you really didn't get any guidance about it. And for me growing up in South Carolina, who has absolutely no funds or any allocation Mm -hmm. for first gender undocumented um, students, I remember sitting in my school's um, awards assembly for the seniors. Mm -hmm. And I, I sang, I sang, um, the song that day and they were just handing out awards and scholarships left and right. right? And and I got some too myself and everything. And I was just so excited. I was like, wow, I'm, I'm a part of this. I'm actually doing this. Like my parents are in the crowd. And then the next day when I go into my guidance counselor's office. The tone was, oh, you don't have access to any of these. Mm. So going, like going through that and seeing like, no, but I work just as hard as mm-hmm. the next person. Um, but it's like, no, you don't have this isn't for you. So yeah. the the process coming out of it and then actually getting to go to college yeah. was was a big faith builder, mm-hmm. like a huge faith builder, but yeah. That was a little i'm I'm a marketing major um talent management minor. I um, just became the president of the National Society of Leadership here, mm-hmm. which I'm starting next semester. Mm-hmm. so i'm I'm super excited for that. But yeah that was, I relate <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you both for those. Yes. And
0: what I really appreciated about both you is this duality of, you've experienced a lot. And to get to where you are now was not easy. It wasn't easy for you. It wasn't easy for your Mm -hmm. family. And you named what a lot of these struggles were. And you named a lot of things you're really proud of. Mm -hmm. You named some things that bring you a lot of joy. And I think for a lot of our students who are first generation, I really appreciate you saying that Mm -hmm. because I think it often feels like I'm either, if if all of this is thrown at me, how can I possibly feel joy if i'm feeling joy does that negate this but really you've named this this experience Mm -hmm. of you you, you've held both and i really appreciate what you shared Mm -hmm. um i wanted to ask you about for students um we hear students who first generation resonates with them maybe their whole lives like they Mm -hmm. they knew college was the path that they wanted to take and they thought about this throughout junior high high school anything like that and you have students students who really start to come into this first generation um identity later on Um, it doesn't really resonate right away Mm -hmm. but when they really look back and reflect on it they're like you know what this this is something that this term i hold I, i hold near and dear um, I'm wondering when you started thinking about identifying as a first-generation student. What was that like? And when? When, uh, when? When was that?
1: I think,
2: I think high school really hit it for me. Mm-hmm. I think starting when everybody started to have the conversation of um, college, um, people start kind of going on the tours, and mm-hmm. and every week it's like I toured this place. Mm-hmm. I did this. Um, and I, that was like the first moment of, oh, and, 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 and it was so weird for me because my parents were both, um, they both attended higher education in their country yeah. in yeah. Honduras. They mm. had graduated. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom's a queen. Shout out to Sandra. Um, but you know, when they come here, there's, you know, that title completely goes away. Uh-huh. Um, it's back, back down to zero. Um, so. Seeing my mom through that in high school was also a big factor because I was watching her work for people that had little to nothing of experience compared to her. Mm-hmm. Like she was smarter than them. She was all these things, and just because of a document, yeah, mm-hmm. just because of a single paper that signed off and said, you know, this isn't for you. Mm-hmm. Um, that was also a factor for me in high school
1: um I think so personally in my my experience at least I started identifying as a first generation student long before I knew it (laughs) just because um you know my parents being undocumented and coming to this country and building everything from scratch the my expectations were always to be at the top of my school, to be better at anything than anybody in my class. And I felt very, you know, growing up, I, I felt like I had to do more than others to keep at the same pace. So it wasn't, it wasn't doing more than others to be more than others. It was always constantly having to do more than I was asked to meet the same basic bare requirements, and, and I didn't really put a face to a name until I found out the term first generation and what it meant. And I was like, oh, um, maybe that's me. And the maybe turned into that's me yeah. uh, when I, throughout the whole application process during high school, you know, I had nobody to lean on. I had nobody to ask for guidance. It was very very lonely and. I never really knew it until I asked my parents. I was just like, so what's college like? And they're both undocumented. They don't have any higher education. They didn't finish, They didn't even finish middle school. I mean, their their only real education was my dad managed to graduate uh, elementary school. And my mother didn't get past the third grade. So, you know, seeing how much effort and how much work that they just put into me, and uh, of course my siblings and my other you know family members, my sisters, and my brothers, just seeing how much work they put in to allowing me as a first generation student to become and to grow into this this person, into this educated woman. It, I have so much to thank them for. Yeah. And, and I don't think I will ever be able to repay them for that. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's it's amazing how much I've accomplished with them backing me up, even mm-hmm. if they're not college educated, even if they don't have this this document, this title, you know.
2: Amen to that. I feel, I feel a lot <laughs> yeah. about
0: with you know the power of the people in your lives, lives, whether it be family, mm-hmm. yeah, chosen family, families, just people who, people who care, care about you succeeding. Yeah. Um, um, I, think I think real really, gosh, gosh, it can be
1: overwhelming. It can be
0: overwhelmingly <laughs> and <laughs> powerful, and I'm I thinking it's, it's resonates. I'm thinking of moments in my life, life that that's, that's I've had that's that, that feeling. It brought me to tears. Thank you for that. I also I wanted to ask, and I think we both talked about this, but. About so what, what does this identity, identity mean to you right now? Um, um, I, think I think it can be a lot, a lot that comes up. That I think, and, and all of all which, which obviously, obviously is valid. But, but as we talk, talk with students, students we hear folks say like, this, "This is, is a, point pride. Pride. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Sometimes a point of pride." pride. Sometimes this is a point of anger. This is a point of joy. Everything. I'm wondering, just as we've been speaking, is what what kind of what does this mean to you come up?
1: I guess being a first-generation student for me would be being a trailblazer, you know, Mm. setting these, these new standards and not just, not just setting new standards, but like breaking the old standards, breaking the, the stereotypes that, um, you know, were placed upon me before I even had the idea or had an idea to grasp it. I think, um, it means a lot just because Growing up, I didn't have this representation. And now, in everything that I do, I try to represent my people as much as possible. I try to represent these, these communities that have received no representation, you know, no spotlight, no mic. And I just try to. So right now, also a shameless little plug, I am um, uh, the student representative to the Board of Trustees for this year's uh, Student Government Association. And, you know, going through that process as well um, was a very, I mean, it was nerve-wracking, it was terrifying, you know. Um, having such a big say in the endeavors of the student body is um, something that I'm very proud of right now just because I, I, I want to be there for those students that feel like they're not, or and, and not even just students. It surpasses students and just surpasses, I guess, students into persons, into people. I want to represent these people that maybe feel like they don't have a voice, maybe feel like they don't have this um, platform that they can share, not even their ideas, just their thoughts, and their existence. Um, So I don't know, being a first-generation student is so meaningful to me. I think that it's an identity that I hold dear.
2: Absolutely, I think it's something that does trailblaze. Mm-hmm. And when you think of you know who you're representing, oh, you yeah. really you really have even if you don't know it fully. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of parts of my culture that you know I don't understand fully, but I know that there's a purpose of where I am today, mm-hmm. and I know that there's pressure that requires that purpose,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: and the pressure comes with endurance, mm-hmm. and. I'm proud to be first gen, I Mm -hmm. think it's something that a lot of people um, do experience so to be a voice for that to be in my field wherever I am to be a voice for for those who are tackling these things and to let them know that there's hope Mm -hmm. and that there's something to there's something on the other side of this. Mm -hmm.
0: Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. um last question I had was. I want to reframe it just a little bit. I was going to, to, ask, to ask, ask you about on campus, like what what resources have you found on campus? And I do want to talk about that, but I think I want to frame it as we have here a large amount of students who are first, uh, first, uh, first gen. I mm-hmm. think it's a little bit of a misnomer or a false fact that we don't mm-hmm. that we don't have a large population, or that the arts or private college or anything is just you know they're just not here. That's completely false. Mm -hmm. So I think my message, my question is more if you if you were in the room right now, you're speaking to new students Mm -hmm. who are first generation students, what would you tell them? Whether it's resources that you have found that have worked or things to continue to advocate for anything Mm -hmm. like that? I'm wondering what message you would have to the new students who are here who are first generation?
1: I think, first and foremost, you're not alone. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the beautiful thing about being, not exactly post-pandemic, but the wonderful thing about being on campus, again, is that you get to see and you get to meet so many new people. Um, You know, the one thing I would say to these first-generation students is, you know, reach out. um, Talk to people, because if you isolate yourself, you're you're not going to have as a good of experience as somebody who doesn't, or somebody who mm-hmm. already knows how to, you know, uh, navigate college. Um, you're not alone. Columbia has a bunch of resources that can help you as a first-generation student. Um, yeah, and um, I think
2: I think there's a big thing, and like, don't be scared to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you you do have support, um you just you have to ask for it yeah. because the 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 knowledge of this need is not a lot. Um not a lot of people know about it. So um you you need to start reaching out, making connections, mm-hmm. um figuring out how and, and I think as like first gen, we usually go the route of like we want everything to be perfect and, mm-hmm. and we want it to look right and everything. Um, but this is just one of those things that you just start at. You can't be scared to start at the beginning, mm-hmm. so with your resources, with your allocation of talk mm-hmm. to, um, Don't be scared to start at the beginning. You have mm-hmm. to start somewhere because it's going to pay off for generations to come.
0: Thank you for that. Um, and this this talk came up from um, the first gen fan club, which is a group of staff here who, mm-hmm. you know, we 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 hope right? That students who are first, who are first gen can come to the staff or faculty and their mm-hmm. students that they trust and find ways, you know, ways to, to obviously, obviously register for classes,
2: classes,
0: financial aid, ways to get involved, everything like that. But we also want to make space for everything that you named. is that you might be coming into college feeling very isolated and lonely. And the path to get to where you got now was quite the path. Um, and I think, of course, we we want to acknowledge that and Mm -hmm. want to make space to potentially heal from that Mm -hmm. to say you must you might be exhausted Mm -hmm. i think a lot of things where we are you know have big points of pride are also can be points of exhaustion so So i appreciate you both so so much much for for being everything that you've done for your own paths but for your peers here too Mm -hmm. um Um, and thank you thank you thank Thank you for having
1: us us.